back. We're in the midst of what we're going to call a bullback. A bullback. It's exactly what you heard. It's a, a bullback. It's a new term that we need to know for this bull market. What it is, it's a pullback in a bull market that's worth buying or that must be bought. That's a bullback. And we are now in the midst of a bullback on Bitcoin. Anyway, in the interim, while this bullback is happening, we are getting our alts exploding. I don't know if you guys have been following, but Stargate, which we called on the show, has absolutely exploded. Doge, which we called on the show, also absolutely exploded. We're getting a whole lot of green bubbles. Arbitrum's up 7.69. Gala's up 21.74. Doge is up 10.98%. And the list goes on and on and on. My big question is, how is it that the alts are performing better than Bitcoin, but the dominance is actually going up? And I'm going to show you what that means. Because there could be a signal now that's telling you that while we're having this bullback on Bitcoin, we should probably be putting some money into alt. So we will actually look at that today and I'll show you a few indicators that show that maybe it is a time that you should be taking some money and putting some money into altcoins. And I'll show you potentially which altcoins the signal's actually flashing for. Then I want to talk about something completely different because you probably noticed this and you've probably seen a lot of influencers talking about the great decoupling. And what they're referring to is they are referring to the fact that the NASDAQ has completely decoupled from Bitcoin. And for the last seven days, Bitcoin has been going up and the NASDAQ has been going down. In fact, the NASDAQ's had quite a, a bloodbath. Equities are having a bloodbath. So I'm going to show you what changed because something changed somewhere along the way. In fact, it changed round about here. And I'm going to show you exactly what changed. You saw it. I saw it. But I don't think at the time or right now, we have put one and one together to show you what actually happened and why the NASDAQ is going up. And all of a sudden, mysteriously, Bitcoin continues to go up. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then while we're there, I want to talk about whether if the NASDAQ has a correction, because a lot of people are now saying that the NASDAQ could have a massive, massive, massive correction. What will happen to Bitcoin? Can Bitcoin survive a big NASDAQ correction? Will Bitcoin thrive if there's a big NASDAQ correction? Or will Bitcoin be treated as a risk asset and then will start going down? So I want to talk about that. And then there's one last thing I want to talk about today. I think this pump may be a conspiracy. So I have a conspiracy theory that this pump may be a pump that is created on purpose by the higher powers that be to distract us from what is actually going on. And what's actually going on is really bad for Bitcoin. I know it sounds bad and I'm not usually a conspiracy theorist, but at the end of the show, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you this conspiracy theory. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe that this pump has been manufactured to show us or to distract us from what's actually going on under the surface. And what's going on under the surface is actually not really good for Bitcoin. So that's what I think. So listen, we've got a lot to do today. We'll try and get uh, through the alpha as quickly as possible. But for now, let's get the show on the road. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. We're bringing you. We're bringing you um, amazing, amazing, amazing coverage today. We've got a massive, massive, massive show today. Uh, but before we start the show, I got to tell you something that happened to me last night, which will, when you hear it, it will blow your mind. So, what happened was I went to bed last night. Bitcoin was at about thirty-four thousand eight hundred dollars, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked at my phone and I caught the absolute fright of my life. Why? Because. This is what I saw. I opened my Bybit screen and I saw 32,508. I was like, holy shit, what the hell has happened here? You know what I was doing? I was looking at, at the Bitcoin, Bit, Bitcoin euro uh, 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 trading pair, not the Bitcoin dollar trading pair. 
crazy. I know, I know, I know. Um, just be careful it doesn't happen to you because it can make you feel it can make you feel like the market's taken a twenty percent correction when the when the when when uh, when a twenty percent correction hasn't actually happened. So try try for that not to happen to you guys because not not a great feeling, not a great feeling. Um, before we get on to the alpha of the shot, I do want to remind you guys that we have our competition happening in Banter Bubbles. You see, we've created a a winner Bitcoin bubble uh, tab for you guys here. Um, you can also get into it by going into the the Bitcoin bubble. Just click over there. If you want to win a full Bitcoin, it's very, very, very simple. You need to have a banter referral link or an account at any of our exchange partners with a banter referral link, any banter referral link. Once you do, you need to predict the price of Bitcoin on the 1st of the 1st, 2024 at 000001 on, uh, on Coinbase. And when you do, you can actually stand a chance to win half a Bitcoin if your prediction is the closest. For every exchange account that you have, you're going to get five entries into the competition, but you can't enter more than once a week. You can't enter more than once a week. So when you know what your prediction is, just click on ready, enter your prediction. So let's say I think it's going to be 55,000, for example. My Bybit account is four, five, six, seven, eight, two. And I submit my prediction. Okay, but um, okay, so I've got to submit my prediction to two decimal places. Let's submit the prediction. Okay, please make sure your prediction has exactly two decimal places. Okay, let's just quickly go. 55,822.00. And let's submit that. Okay, Josh, it's not letting me submit a prediction. It says I must submit to two decimal places. When you do that, you can stand a chance to win a full Bitcoin. So um, go and do that. It's on Banter Bubbles right now. So how do you get into it? You go to Banter Bubbles, click on the Winner Bitcoin tab, and then that will take you into the prediction. Josh is just fixing the prediction first. Not having a good day today, Josh. My sound didn't work and my bubbles didn't work. Not looking good. Not looking good. Anyway, listen, let's get on with the alpha of the show. First of all, if you're not already subscribed to our channel, do that now before we continue. Do that right now. If you are subscribed, just smash the like button. Give us some, some love. Let's get the show on the road. Let's see if we can get to 1,500 likes. I do want to show you my conspiracy theory. I do want to show you, and I want, I want to hear your views on my conspiracy theory. I do also want to show you um, why it may be time to start buying alts. I want to show you about, I want to talk about this decoupling because this decoupling is actually real. And I want to show you what actually caused this decoupling because when you see what caused it, you'll say, ah, I, I knew exactly what it was and now it all makes sense. And then we can work out whether or not the market can survive a stock market crash if we actually get a stock market crash. So that is what we're doing today. For now, let's get the show on the road. Let's quickly go into the charts. Let's look at this, what's happening in the charts. As I said to you, what we're doing right now is we are consolidating. We've had a, as I said, it's a slight bullback. Exactly as I said, it's a bullback. What is a bullback? A bullback is when you get a slight pullback that is very, very, very much worth buying. And that's pretty much how you've got to look at these pullbacks in the bull market. It's a consolidation. We are consolidating right here. But what you're probably noticing in this consolidation is that a lot of people made a lot of money on Bitcoin. And what you're probably noticing is that the altcoins are starting to pop. So you're getting the Bitcoin dominance going slightly down, but very much it is on the way up. And then what you're getting is you're getting the altcoins rallying. I mean, just look at this week for altcoins. Most of the good altcoins have destroyed or obliterated the Bitcoin performance. Hex is up 130%, uh, Mina Protocol up 73.5%, Injective up 43%, Pepe up 96%, Chainlink 50% up. So this has been an amazing, amazing run for altcoins. It's been an amazing run for our altcoins, Dogecoin, Stargate. I did show you, show you all the ones that we actually got into, some in the competition and some not in the competition. 
Um, but what you're seeing is you're seeing that the dominance has come slightly down. And even the dominance is very, very, very much on an uptrend. You are seeing a big move to altcoins. I'm going to show you why later on in the show. I'm going to show you why it's probably a good time to start putting some money into altcoins. I'm not saying go crazy and sell all your Bitcoin, but put some money into Bitcoin. I also want to remind you that a few days ago, we did a show, and no, about a week ago, we did a show, and I said to you, a lot of people are talking about the halving, and they're saying that this cycle is going to be, this pre-halving year is going to be like previous pre-halving years. And I said to you, what you've got to do is you've actually got to pick a fighter. You've got to pick a fighter. Your fighter is either going to be the ETF or the halving cycle. And the reason why I said that is because if we follow the halving cycle theory, then in theory, we should continue to go down until a little bit before the halving, and that's usually when we break out. But I said to you that I don't think that's going to happen. I said that what I think is going to happen is I think the ETF magnet is way bigger than the, than the halving magnet. And I said this year is actually going to be different because what we're getting is we're getting the ETF news, which is much bigger than the pre-halving sell-off that usually happens, and it's going to change the way that the cycle plays out. And what we're seeing now is that everyone's starting to notice exactly what I said. It says Bitcoin is starting to do something completely different to what it did in 2019 at the same point in the cycle. You can see that over here. You see, there's, there's, a, there's a breakout over here. So that's what, that is the cycle that is actually starting to happen. And I think I'm much more a believer in this cycle that says that it will have a, we have 750 days to go until the next cycle high, which, which is, um, which, yeah, so we've got, from now we've got 750 days to go until the next cycle high. And actually, if you want to talk about cycles, the biggest cycle that I'm actually subscribing to, and I did do a show about this a long time ago, I said that. Uh, the biggest cycle that I'm actually subscribing to is this cycle over here, which shows that from 2023, so this, this was done in the, in the early 1900s, and um, it was, uh, it's called the Benner Cycle, predicted most major downturns. It was published in 1875, 150 years ago, and it's, it's been pretty accurate. And what it says is from 2023, you will make quite a bit of money till 2026, but then get out in 2026 and buy in in uh, in 20 uh, and buy again in 2032 or something along those lines. Look, I plan to be well retired by the end of 2026 and I think if we play our cards right we'll all be well retired by the end of 2026. So then the rest of this cycle thing doesn't actually matter. So it actually becomes a, a whole lot of garbage. I see Yuri's back. We haven't seen Yuri here for a long time. Yuri, welcome back. We haven't seen you for a long time. Actually, let us know if you are present. Gabby says the ETF is his fighter. Khaled said, good day, mate. I said, good day, mate. Uh, ICP will make millionaires. I'm not sure if ICP is going to make millionaires. Uh, blockchain. Oh, Raymond is here. Raymond's present. Marvin is present. Is it, Raymond can't jump into the back end anymore because we've changed our system. So we, we don't actually see him in, in the back end. Anyway, let's talk about something a little bit more important. And that is the decoupling that, the, that Bitcoin has had from the stock markets. And specifically, that decoupling happened or started... Not so long ago. I would say that if you were to guess, let me know how many days ago this decoupling started, but I think it started about two weeks ago, right? And ever since two weeks ago, what you've seen is you've seen something very interesting play out. You've seen the NASDAQ pull back. In fact, yesterday was the NASDAQ's worst drop of 2023. And yesterday was one of the most bullish days for Bitcoin, right? At the same time, you have the Nikkei crashing, which is the Japanese market selling. But I want to show you, if you look at the NASDAQ, 
since the Friday the 13th of August, the Nasdaq's down 7%. At the same time, if you look at the Nikkei, the Nikkei is also down about 7%, which means that global equities, world markets, not doing very well, right? And if you look at what's happened to Bitcoin, which is this orange line over here, you've got like this strange decoupling because these guys have been pretty well correlated up until something happened Round about there, and I'm going to show you exactly what happened round about there. I'm going to show you how powerful this is and what this actually means for Bitcoin, right? When you get it, just say, aha, or, or just smash a like, or just let us know that you've actually got it. What you definitely know is that there has been a decoupling. I mean, you, you can't deny it. I mean, the, the charts are basically showing you that there has been, uh, that there's been very much a decoupling. And in fact, if you zoom out in this decoupling and you chart Bitcoin, against the S&P 500. So you say Bitcoin versus the S&P 500. What you can see is that somewhere over here, look at the date, Monday the 16th of October, there was a breakout which gave Bitcoin huge strength against traditional markets. And from that point, traditional markets started to go down and Bitcoin started to go up. Now you may say, well, that must be as a result of the war. Possible, could be because of the war. The war, however, the first invasion was on the 7th of August, on the 7th of October, right? So what is it that happened on the 16th of October that made Bitcoin completely, completely, completely outperform the market? And could this be a sign of what is about to happen? I mean, everyone's starting to see it. There's been a lot of tweets that are going, that are going on here um, showing people that actually something happened and Bitcoin has decoupled. Bitcoin up 33%, NASDAQ down minus 7%. Very interesting short-term decoupling. Um, we're also getting some uh, big trouble on the market. So the, yesterday was a very, very, very bad day for the tech stocks. Google had its biggest move down, I think, since its IPO or something. It had, it's had, a, it had a huge move down. Let's we could just go to the Google chart. Um, let's we could look at Google. Let's see. Google. Ah, oh, man. Hold on a second. I think they changed the name to Alphabet. There we go. So let's look at Google. So yesterday, if you look on the daily, well, you see, it doesn't show you the red candles, but if you look at where it came from and where it started, it went down 10.36%. That is massive, massive, massive uh, for Google. And now there's a lot of concerns that these Magnificent Seven are going to start crashing. If you look at NVIDIA, if you look at NVDA, so let's quickly look at NVIDIA, NVIDIA, also, not really a pretty picture. So it's gone down from 475 to 421 in just a, a matter of days. And there's big concerns that the NASDAQ is maybe entering resistance or maybe entering some kind of crash territory. And the Magnificent Seven uh, stocks may be starting to come down. People are saying, look, there's maybe been a head and shoulders or maybe just a series of, of higher lows. Either way, from a chart pattern, um, not, not very good. That's, that's what yesterday looked like on the traditional markets. And yesterday, we know that we had on Bitcoin, one of our, um, one of our best days, or, or certainly the last couple of days have been some of our best days. So what actually happened? Well, the first thing that actually happened is you can see it in this chart over here. So something happened over here. And what actually happened, let's see if we can get into the three months so you can actually see what actually happened. It was around here, October 17th. See, there we go. And you can see that a few charts start to turn on October 17th. Bitcoin starts to go up. Gold starts to go up. And Ethereum starts to go up. 
versus the NASDAQ and the S&P, which actually start going down. So where did that happen? Just look at the date because the date's quite important. October 16th. That's exactly when it happened. So on October 16th, something happened which took the gold market up and took the Bitcoin market up and took the stock markets down and changed the correlation between Here's how the Bitcoin markets are doing. and the traditional assets. So you can see this chart. We always look at this chart. And it shows the correlation between Bitcoin and certain assets, okay? Now, you can see that these lines have always been very, very, very correlated until very recently where Bitcoin started to become more correlated to gold than it started to become to stocks. Okay, so why? What happened on the 16th of, what happened on the 16th of October that changed that? What happened on the 16th of October that all of a sudden Bitcoin started to stop being correlated to stocks and start being correlated to gold? And if you can work it out, maybe that's a sign for what Bitcoin's going to do in the next coming days, weeks, months, years. So let's look at what actually happened. Well, one massive thing that actually happened on this day. Scarecrows, do you know what happened on the 16th of, of October? 16th of October, something happened. Somewhere on or about 16th of October, what happened? Well, that's the day that Larry Fink went on television and says that he thinks that crypto is a flight into quality. That is the day where everything changed. Literally, if you go back to all the charts, the correlation, this was posted on October 16th. This rally is way beyond... Do we have sound or we don't have sound? Today is about a flight to quality with all the... You know, all uh, I'm not hearing it. Around the uh, Israeli war now, um, global terrorism. And I think there's more people running into a fl- fight. This, this flight to safety. Whether that is in treasuries, gold or crypto, depending on how you think. So this flight to safety discussion, this flight to safety tweet, this flight to safety interview, this flight to safety narrative all started on the 16th of October. And from the day that that started, Everything changed. Now, I know you probably think, well, no, it's completely coincidental. I don't think it's coincidental. I don't think at all that it is coincidental that specifically on the day that Larry Fink, who is the world's biggest asset manager or he leads up the world's biggest asset manager, I don't think that it's a coincidence, a coincidence that on the day that he says that Bitcoin is a flight to safety, on that day, the correlation between Bitcoin and all other risk assets starts to change and Bitcoin starts to become much more correlated to gold than to any other risk assets. The king has spoken. The head of the biggest asset manager in the world, the one who creates all the investment narratives, went up onto stage and said, from this day forth, Bitcoin is a store of value. It's a flight to safety, which stocks are not. And from that day, we've got Bitcoin much more correlated to gold. Now, if we get that, then we should maybe consider something which, which is quite interesting. So gold has a market cap of $12 trillion, okay? Bitcoin has a market cap of six $700 billion, okay? When we have the halving next year, the stock-to-flow ratio changes, and gold is very much priced using a stock-to-flow ratio. If you're going to price Bitcoin on a stock-to-flow ratio after the halving, then according to this, we should get a market cap of $20 trillion or a million dollars for Bitcoin. I think that that's a bit ambitious, but it does show you that if Larry Fink changed the narrative, if Larry Fink went out there and changed the narrative, then, then it, if people start pricing this like gold, then 
we need to start applying gold valuation methods to uh, to to Bitcoin. And you can see that the date is freakishly October 16th, which is absolutely crazy. I think I also had another tweet that I wanted to show you. So I wanted to show you this tweet over here, which shows that if you look at Bitcoin as an asset class performance, in 2011, Bitcoin was the best performing asset class. The second was gold. 2012, best performing asset class. 2013, best performing asset class. 2014, worst performing asset class. 15, 16, and 17, best performing asset class. 18, worst performing asset class. 19, 20, 21, best performing asset class. 2022, worst performing asset class. Okay, now I remember when we were kids and they used to give us those puzzles and they say like, what's the next part of the pattern here? So what is, Scarecrow's, what is the next part of the pattern here? So we had three positive, best, best performing asset, one worst. Three best, one worst. Three best, one worst. What happens in 2024 and 2025 into the halving years and into the election years? Two more best. Two more best. And then what happens in 2026? When, by the way, when this cycle here says that things are going to turn, the next bear market starts. Do you see how all the pieces are starting to come together? Do you see how all the pieces are starting to come together here? Anyway, you choose how you want to see it. Regardless, though, we can see that when Larry Fink opened his mouth, even though here in, in, in crypto, we just thought that was great and him talking up his book, he actually, maybe, maybe, maybe he's the reason why things changed specifically on that day. I mean, I think that that was the big endorsement that made all the fund managers realize that, you know what, maybe this thing is actually a flight to safety. So that's what it is. Let me know what you think in the comments. Come on, let me know what you think. Um, is the is the bubble? Can we make a prediction, Josh? On the ah, uh, must okay, must use zero zero. So let me let's quickly make a prediction. So I'm going in here. I'm pressing ready. Pressing ready. My prediction is fifty five thousand one hundred one point one zero. My exchange number is four five six seven nine zero. And I'm going to submit my prediction. It says, make sure that your prediction has two decimal places, Josh. Okay, let's fix it because people, are, people want to make predictions, Josh. People want to make predictions here. Um, I can see the people here in the, in the chat are itching to make predictions. Anyway. Okay, so my, it's, it's, maybe it's just mine that's not working. Let's, let's see. Are there, are there a bunch of them coming through? Go and predict. And if you don't have an account, go and open an account. Get the sign-up bonuses. You can open accounts on Bybit. If you're in the UK or Canada, open one on BitGet. If you're anywhere else in the world, open one on CoinW. Any, anyone. And tomorrow you must add in OKX, Josh. You must add in OKX tomorrow. So, so people who've got any banter link. If you don't have a banter link, go and get a banter link now. And then use that banter link to go and open and uh, to go and make a prediction. Anyway, let's move forward because we've got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about my my my... Um, my theory, what's the, what's the theory, the, the, the conspiracy theory that I have about why this pump may be distracting, as you'll tell me later. Uh, we'll do that at the end. Um, I want to talk about whether it's time to move money into altcoins. I'll show you some, some indicators that say it may be time. Anyway, long story short, for now, though, we have had um, GDP numbers coming out. And you may heard of, have heard some naysayers that say, you know, the U.S. is about to enter a recession. There will be a recession towards the end of the year. There's no recession, guys. The, the estimate on GDP numbers was 4.5%. We got 4.9%. The US economy is rolling forward like a steam train. So these people that keep telling us that we're going to get this recession next, next, next quarter or next year, where is this recession? The job numbers are more healthy than they've ever been. The GDP numbers are shooting out the lights, destroying any kind of, of uh, um, uh, previous forecast or stuff like that. 
I don't see a, a recession coming in this, uh, in this period. I think what we should just do quickly is just check what happened to the CME forecast when these numbers actually came out. Does it change the interest rate? Okay, so no, there's a 100% chance of no interest rate increase. There's a 100% chance of no interest rate increase. Okay, so that's good. Um, should, we get into, should we get into, what do you guys want to do first? Altcoins or my conspiracy theory? Which, well, I'm not asking you guys. I'm asking the people in the chat. Do you want to do altcoins? Or let me know in the chat if you want to do altcoins or if you want to do my conspiracy theory. And while you are doing that, I want to just quickly show you something over here. So we are having our options trading course on over the weekend. We'll do something with options. But in the meantime, there is an options competition happening on Deribit, which is one of our sponsors. Okay, so we need people on our team. If you sign up, you deposit $50, you will get $50 to play with. We need people on our team. So what do you need to do? Register, sign up on Deribit. You can win $100,000 and there will be over 500 winners. So you can do that. Register for the competition using the link below and then choose the team search for Crypto Banter and sign up for our Crypto Banter link. And then stay tuned to my Twitter because I'm going to show you when we're dropping the options trading tutorial, options trading course. We're going to learn how to trade options together. And what I want to do is I want to arm you guys. I want to arm you guys with all the tools that you actually need in the next bull market. And I tell you that options are the best way to make money without actually getting liquidated, putting down a lot of money and actually getting a lot, a lot of exposure. And you can do that on Deribit.com. They are our um, partner. So go and sign up on Deribit and, uh, and follow the steps that I said. Look for the crypto banter team. Join our crypto banter team. Deposit 50 bucks, get 50 bucks. You got it? Very simple. Cool, let's go. Josh, can I make a prediction yet? Okay, let's go into, what, what, did, what did you guys say? Conspiracy, 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 conspiracy. Okay, so let's do conspiracy theory. So look, here's how the, how the conspiracy theory goes. We're having a pump right now. There is a chance that this pump is actually distracting us from something else that's actually happening. And I want to show you what the something else that may be happening. I may be completely wrong, but if I'm right, at least we, we are aware of, um, of what, what, um, uh, what I may be right about. So it starts here with a Wall Street Journal article, which you can see over here, which says that Hamas militants behind Israel attacked, raised millions in crypto. This was an article written by a guy called Ian Talley, and it was, it was published by the Wall Street Journal. You may have read the article. What the article alludes to is it alludes to the fact that Hamas raised a lot of money, and that money was used to fund the attacks on Israel. And the way that they raised the money is that they raised about $130 million through crypto. And this was as a report, uh, this was citing a report from a leading crypto researcher called Elliptic. Okay, that's not the end of the world. Elliptic uh, Wall Street Journal always writes smear articles about crypto. What's different about this one? Well, nothing's different about it, except that Elizabeth Warren used this article as the basis for an attack on crypto. So she took this article and she said she introduced a bill to uh, will be similar to the one introduced by, so there was a bill um, to strengthen the Bank Secrecy Act for cryptocurrency following reports that Hamas raised millions of dollars through uh, and ahead of the attacks of Israel through using crypto. So what they're saying is this article was published. Straight after this article was published, Elizabeth Warren publishes a letter and she gets 20 congressmen to sign it and she says, in the letter, she says, 
We write to express our grave concern regarding reports that in the months leading up to their brutal, horrific attack on the 7th of October, Hamas and Palestine, uh, is, Palestinian Islamic Jihad raised millions of dollars in crypto, evading U.S. sanctions and funding their operations. These are pretty big uh, accusations. And the reason why these are pretty big accusations is because they use this to create a bill to strengthen the amount of oversight that we have to have on our crypto wallets. Okay, so that's where we're at. Wall Street Journal, who are part of the establishment, who are puppets to people like Elizabeth Warren, published this article. They quote elliptic research to say that Hamas raised over $130 million and that is what led to the attacks and therefore we need to have tighter regulations in crypto. Here's what happens next. Elliptic came out and said, hold on a second, we want to set the record straight here. We didn't say that. There is no evidence to support the assertion that Hamas has received significant volumes of crypto donations. A full understanding of blockchain analysis and the context of any analysis is needed when using these insights to draw conclusions. Elliptic has engaged with the Wall Street Journal to cor correct the misinterpretations. In addition, we have been discussions with a team with, and with um, Senator Warren to ensure the relative parties have proper appreciations for the complexities. And they go on here to say that actually Hamas didn't raise uh, money uh, using crypto and stopped raising money using crypto. So crypto Twitter went mad and Nick Carter started publishing at the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, welcome back to Twitter. I see uh, we have your attention. Elliptic and chain analysis have now rebutted your analysis. Your kingdom is crumbling. But dig your heels further because what the writer is saying is even though Elliptic have now turned around and said, you're wrong, the writer is still adamant that he is right. Ian Talley is still adamant he's right. He says, there's no evidence to support the assertion that Hamas has received significant volumes and he shows a whole lot of uh, reasons why it has happened. So what I think is actually going on here? Despite the fact that Elliptic have corrected, the Wall Street Journal are not withdrawing this. What actually happened here? We were in the midst of a crypto pump. We were all focused on the crypto pump. And so we weren't focused on the fact that what they were trying to do is to bring a bill in front of Congress. FinCEN want to bring a bill in front of Congress, which is going to make it much harder for us to use non-custodial wallets. Some of the things that would be illegal under the new regulation would be creating and using single wallet addresses or accounts um, through a series of independent transactions. So they're basically trying to make it much harder for us to, to use this and effectively saying you can't create multiple wallets and you've got to KYC every single wallet. So now the question is, is this a coincidence? Is this a coincidence that we get crypto pumping? We are all watching the crypto pump. In the meantime, what Elizabeth Warren is doing is working with the Wall Street Journal creating an article with fake news, using this article with fake news to write a letter to Congress and to actually pass this new legislation. We'll be interested in introducing a new bill that Senator Warren has already introduced on the Senate side. Uh, um, he did not specify which bill, but Senator Warren introduced a bill in July that would crack down on the use of crypto for money laundering and sanctions um, and, and basically make it much harder and much tighter to actually use crypto. So you tell me, what do you think? Am I, am I, am I being too, uh, am I being too 
conspiracy theorist? Is it uh, is my is my conspiracy theory side getting a bit too ahead of itself? I don't know. You, let me know what you think in 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 the comments. I do want to remind you in the interim that the same publication called SBF a savior, the same publication always is always publishing these hit pieces specifically against Binance, but a whole lot of other ones. So you can see Binance FUD, Binance FUD, Binance FUD. It is all the Wall Street Journal. It makes me think that the Wall Street Journal is very, very, very much in bed with Elizabeth Warren. I think she's very, very, very much in bed with Elizabeth Warren. Anyway, let me know what you think. doesn't matter what I think. Let me know what you think. I promise you that we talk altcoins. Uh, shadow ban is coming. You're right. More conspiracy. You're onto something here. She should be punished. Someone says you're wrong. Meanless says I'm wrong. Okay, I accept that I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Should we talk about altcoins? Because a lot's actually happening in altcoins. So what we're seeing here is we're seeing a lot of green bubbles today. You got FTT up 11.38%. Heaven knows why FTT would go up. Doge up at our targets. Uh, what is the Doge price? I think the Doge price must be around 70, 72 cents. It was at 74 cents, but we are in the bullback. Um, you've got Stargate. Stargate had a bit of a, 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 a pump uh, earlier. I saw that it went to 50 cents. Yesterday, it actually went a little bit higher. So we are actually getting a big altcoin breakout. And we're getting an altcoin breakout at a period when the Bitcoin dominance is actually very, very, very much on the way up. And a lot of people are kind of confused saying, if the Bitcoin dominance is actually going up, how is it that the altcoins are performing so much better than Bitcoin? Because look at the altcoins. We've got the altcoins over here. Look at the weekly of the altcoins. Look at the, look at the numbers here. These guys have completely obliterated. In fact, what Bitcoin hasn't done in six months, Chainlink did in a week, Injective did in, 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 in a week, uh, Hex, all these tokens did that in, in, less than, in less than a week. So what's actually going on here? And the, 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 the principle here is, is something that's very simple. Yes, Bitcoin dominance going up is generally a bad thing for altcoins, but not always. In this part of the cycle, what you want is you want the Bitcoin dominance to go up so more money can flow into Bitcoin. And when a little bit of money starts getting taken out of the Bitcoin and moved down to the altcoins, one little kink in, in Bitcoin dominance, which you can see happened today, sends the altcoins up flying even higher. So the way I like to look at it is, is very simple. If Bitcoin price is going up and dominance is going up, amazing. That's exactly what we want. If Bitcoin price is going down and dominance is going up, bad. But right now, Bitcoin price is going up and dominance is going up. So for us, that's amazing. So we want Bitcoin price up, dominance up. Best thing that can happen in this cycle. And what that indicator is actually showing us right now is that it may actually be time to start piling on some alts. So I've taken some really big bets in alts. In fact, I'm, I'm wondering if I should show you some of my positions. Let me see if I could, if I should, do you, do you guys believe I should show the guys some of the positions that we've taken the last couple of days? Let's do some, let's do some. Let's, let me just log in. I'm just scared that, yeah, let's just, let's just see if I can log in here. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. Banter, cryptobanter.com. Let me just put in a password. Okay, let's see if I need 2FA. 
Can you do a 2FA? Okay, it will probably, I need to verify my email. And I switched off my email. So I'll show, I will show you some of those trades in a bit. In the meantime, this is kind of like the sentiment that we're getting. We're getting uh, all of us ready to ape in and actually start buying uh, uh, and actually start buying some altcoins. We are seeing some indicators that say that it might actually be time. So one indicator that's showing us that it might actually be time is look at the volume on DEXs. The volume on DEXs is absolutely exploded. Now, what that means is that people are starting to trade in those small coins that are only available on the DEXs. And that may be a sign that the interest is starting to move a little bit more to altcoins. Another indicator that actually shows us that is this indicator over here, which is the ETH BTC chart. Now, the reality is that this ETH BTC chart has been on a downtrend for quite a long time. It's been on a downtrend for, for, for a hell of a long time. But it's coming to this level of support over here. And if this level of support breaks, we can go all the way down to here. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to get a bounce here. We already started to get the bounce today. You can see today is one of the first days where the ETH BTC is actually up. It's up 2%. But it may be time to start moving some money into ETH. You can't keep betting against ETH. Um, uh, Sifu has been betting against ETH. He kept moving up his liquidation price, kept moving up his liquidation price, and then eventually he just took, he decreased his 20 million ETH short by 33%. He took 750K worth of losses. You can't bet against this cycle because we are in the bullback and we are starting to get the altcoin run. So someone says, the, we're in the accumulation phase. Very soon this accumulation phase is going to end and it's going to go up. This is the chart that I'm subscribing to. This is the, the chart. This is the, the cycle that I'm actually subscribing to. Um, and I think that this is also something that we should look at. If you're taking the thesis that the Bitcoin ETF is inevitable, then one of the reasons why you, you're taking the thesis that the Bitcoin ETF is inevitable is because Grayscale won the case against the SEC where the, SEC, where, the SEC, where the judge ruled that the SEC can't treat a spot Bitcoin ETF and a futures Bitcoin ETF differently. The judge said that's arbitrary and capricious. capricious. Now, there are ETH futures ETFs that are also approved, which means that as soon as a Bitcoin ETF is approved, they're going to have to approve a, an ETH ETF. They, they can't not approve an ETH ETF because they've already approved an ETH futures ETF. And then... The dominoes are going to fall. It's going to become Solana. It's going to become a whole lot of other ones. So we could get a whole lot of ETFs in the market in 2024 and 2025. And that's going to send the altcoins on the same journey that Bitcoin has been going on. And so we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that the altcoins are starting to pump. Um, we see that Doge started to pump and Doge started to pump exactly one year after, uh, before the pump of last year. You'll remember that this pump was in anticipation of uh, November 2nd, which was, uh, was it Doge? It was uh, some birthday in, in the Doge ecosystem. We're also starting to get a whole lot of news. Polygon launching its new Pol token instead of the Matic token. Arbitrum is saying um, news in anticipation of the news, because that's what you do in a bull market. You say, I've got news, which I'm going to release tomorrow. It's the announcement about the announcement. And you can see Arbitrum had a bit of a pump today. Let's quickly just zoom out so you can see Arbitrum had, had a bit of a pump. But all in all, it feels like the altcoins are starting to open up and it feels like you should actually be starting to get some exposure to alt. So stay tuned because our altcoin picks have been pretty amazing. We had Doge, we had Stargate. Uh, what else did we have? Doge, Stargate. Actually, in the BitGet competition, let's quickly just go to BitGet to the competition. Uh, BitGet. Hold on a second. Uh, 
Okay, hold on. Let's have a look. Okay, am I logged in? Let's see. Am I logged in? Am I logged in? I am. Let's go to my trades, futures. Let's see. You know, I took two positions in this BitGet competition. Let's just see how we're doing on those positions. I think I'm pulling up the whole team, actually. So my Doge position is 140% up. My Stargate position is 209% up. So it means that my account on average is about 200% up in this competition, which I think I've, I think I've actually lifted up the whole team here. I'm, I have. I've lifted up the whole team here, right? I have. It's me. I, I'm carrying the team, guys. I think I'm... Where do you... Where do you check that? Where do you check the teams? Um, there must be something here about the competition. You, tell me, send me a link, uh, Josh. Send me a link. Let's let's check the the competition. The, the competition. Let's just see how we how we trading here. But I think I'm a hundred and I'm probably two hundred percent up on this account. At least two hundred percent up on this account uh, in the competition. Um, okay, I can't show you my Bybit trades. Um, I do just want to remind you that SBF is actually testifying today. So he's actually going up onto the stand, witness stand. Initially, people thought that he wouldn't be testifying. Scaramucci reckons that and that that SBF is going to get wiped out. Listen to this. If you were Bankman Fried's attorney, I know suspend reality, Anthony. But knowing him as well as you do, would you put him on the stand? Well, first of all, the only thing I learned in law school was don't be a lawyer, Brian. It so makes two of us, my man. <laughs> yeah. So thank God I'm not his attorney, but. You know, people of my vintage that grew up in the Northeast remember Action Park. And there was a documentary called Class Action Park. But Sam is about to go down the Alpine slide at Action Park without a break. And so he's going to get skinned alive. There's no way to escape. He's going to think he's going to outfox the prosecutors, but they're very, very well experienced with this stuff. And they're going to point out all the contradictions and they're going to prove the criminal intent with him on the stand. So this is only going to add years to his sentence. But the good news for all of us, though, is that this Sam Bankman-Fried nightmare will end in the next couple of weeks. And then the industry, hopefully you'll invite me on to combat the disinformation that's in the industry. Yeah. As you know, people, Senator Elizabeth Warren are going after the industry, saying that uh, crypto and Bitcoin is being used for Hamas, which is yeah, we, 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 yeah, we spoke about that. I don't think we should get into it again. Let's look at the, the BitKit competition because I think, okay, so where do we get our team? Okay, sure. Top right. Okay, my page. Let's see. Uh, where do we get our competition? Where do we get our, uh, we got two and... Uh, it doesn't show. I, I want to show. I want to show our positions. I think. I think I'm actually number one now. I think I'm actually number one. I think. I, I think I'm the winner. I think with everyone's big talk in this office, all the traders with all their lines and all their charts. Who, who's coming number one? Where Where are Sheldon and Dylan? Where Where are Sheldon and Dylan in this competition? The traders, they know it. And who is coming number one? It's me. So I mean, maybe this should become the new trading show. Where are Sheldon and Dylan in this competition? You should find out where, where they are. I don't think they're anywhere near this. Do you think I should cut my positions or keep them running? What would you do? Then I'll keep them running. For now. Watch me get wrecked here. Oh my goodness. Watch me get wrecked here. Yeah, Sniper's in 52. I'm in 28. Dylan? Ah, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I want to just let's. 
Okay, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. I instead of trying to log into my Bybit account, I tried to open a new account. So hold on, let me let me just log into my current Bybit account and we can look at some trades together. Um Yes, okay, let's do that. So let me just quickly close. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Let's try and sign and sign in. I don't want to create an account. I want to log in. Mm. Hold on a second. Okay, let me quickly log in so we can quickly look at some trades that I've taken. I do have two bad trades, I think, in this account, which are not good. We'll talk about those. Um, and then I want to show you some of the good ones that I've got. Okay, just asking me for 2FA. Okay, we have liftoff, 2FA, markets, derivatives, USDT, perpetual. Let's look at the, at the account. So as I said, I, I do have two bad trades in this account. Uh, we've got some good trades here as well. We've got some very, very, very good trades. So we have Stargate. Our, tra our trade is up 92%. So we've got that trade up 92%. We've got the Solana trade, which is up 384%. Uh, it is, we bought that at 23.21. It's now 32. You've got the Rune trade, which our entry price was 184. It's now on 224. We've got a bad trade, as I said, on near. Bad trade on near. Uh, GMX more or less okay. Doge up 23, 23,000, so 73%. So all in all, our trades have been very, very, very good on that account. Very, very, very good on that account. Anyway, uh, I will see you guys again tomorrow. Actually, am I gonna? Yeah, I am gonna see you guys again tomorrow. Uh, we have a Friday banter. We've got Ryan Selkis on Friday banter tomorrow. Lots to talk about with him. Um, and if you want to join us on Twitter Spaces, we'll be live on Twitter Spaces in eight minutes. And if you don't want to join Twitter Spaces and you want to learn how to trade, um, but you're never going to learn to trade as well as 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 I've been trading, you can go and watch Dylan's show over here. He says the best trades in each crypto sector right now. We should get him to talk about how he's doing in the competition as well. What do you think, guys? All right, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then. Oh, wait, we'll talk about the well room tomorrow. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.